Hey y'all, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you repeated that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is just to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, being obedient to God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're watching on our podcasts and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you're notified every single time we upload a brand new episode. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 19 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and I truly, truly appreciate that. But before we even get deep into the episode, I do want to take a moment and allow my co-host into the room, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for waking me up another day. I want to thank you for allowing me to get on this platform another Monday. And I want to thank you for all the viewers that are listening. I pray, Lord, that the viewers, if they're going through any hard times right now, I pray for peace over their situation. I pray that they're healed in their situation. And I pray that they lean into you and their faith is strengthened through whatever situation that they're going through. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, that people learn more about mercy and they also receive mercy in their lives. Lord, I thank you for the mercy that you show us every single day. It is all through you, and we truly appreciate it. And Lord, I ask for more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so now that I've welcomed my co-host into the room, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So if you would like to submit any high and low submissions to the podcast, you can do so by DMing us on either our Instagram page, Facebook page, or directly to our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And remember, if you do want to submit a low, but you want to keep it private, just let me know and I'll be sure to just pray for you in private. But I did get two submissions this week for the high and low portions. I thank y'all so much. It is truly appreciated to see y'all interacting with me and bigging up God and sharing your vulnerable moments. It means so much to me. And I'm glad that y'all are able to do that. So the first high comes from God Got Your Girl, Miss Kendall. Y'all know her. Y'all, she has made an amazing faith leap in her life. And I am so excited for her. And also, I want y'all to keep her in your prayers during this time as she's making this transition that she just keeps standing firm in faith and she just keeps believing in God. But it's absolutely amazing to see her journey y'all she does have a youtube page so definitely go on there because you'll definitely be getting some updates from her if you subscribe to her channel but her high for this week is that obedience podcast is still going and making a difference in my life and others and i truly appreciate it one thing about kendall i do not know her spiritual gifts but i really feel like she has a spiritual gift of exhortation because she really 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 knows how to encourage people and make them feel so special and warm y'all she always sends me nice words of encouragement words to let me know that I'm making a difference in her life and it truly means so much to me and she actually shared some information with me where I helped her in the spring forward series to make the move that she made it's all glory to God but just to get that confirmation that you know this show is making a difference means the world to me. So I really appreciate you, Kendall, so much for supporting me and always being there for me. Your love does not go unnoticed, and I hope that you know that you were so loved back. And then the other submission, I usually put them up on the screen, but I couldn't find this one for some reason, but I know I saw it. But I do want to shout my girls out over at I'm Saved But Podcast. They are finally back in action, y'all. Y'all definitely go and follow them on YouTube or any podcasting platforms that you listen to. I'll be sure to put it in the show notes below. But their podcast is absolutely amazing, and they are back, and I am so excited that they are 
back. They are my cleaning podcast. And so whenever I'm cleaning, I'm listening to them. So I told them that my entire house is about to be clean since they are back. So I'm so excited for them. All right, so that's all the submissions that I had for this week. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into my high and lows for this week. So my high is a huge congratulations to my little cousin. He graduated Mother's Day weekend. If y'all didn't check out the vlog where I documented us going to Montgomery, Alabama and seeing him graduate, definitely go and check that out. But it was such an amazing experience, y'all. I remember feeding him bottles when I was a little girl and I'll put a picture on here of us when we were little so just to see him make this new transition into his adult life was such a warmth to my heart and it also lets me know that I'm getting old but I'm thankful because God has kept me so I am not ashamed of getting old it is a testament to God that he is keeping me so I really appreciate that so congratulations Charles okay so my low for this week is I want y'all to pray for me for clarity now I'm not going to go into details on what I need clarity in because it's a list of things but I just want y'all to pray for clarity over me for this week my prayer is that I am able to catch up on everything and life won't seem so hectic. And I do need some guidance from God. And so I just want to pray for clarity. So y'all just keep me in prayer on that. So now that we got in the high and low portion of the episode complete, let's go ahead and jump into the word for this week. So if you missed episode 17, I talked about my journey to the series of episodes that I'm doing where I'm talking about lesser known spiritual gifts. And as a reminder, spiritual gifts are a special ability given by God to every believer to equip God's people to do his work, build up the church and the body of Christ. And I do encourage you, if you have not found your spiritual gift, definitely go down in the show notes and take the spiritual gift test. It will definitely assist you in finding out your spiritual gift and how you can be of assistance in the body of Christ. So if you haven't tuned into episode 17 or 18, I highly encourage you to listen because in episode 17, I share the study of my spiritual gift exhortation. And then in episode 18, I talked about the spiritual gift of knowledge and I had an amazing guest, Miss Rondell Martin, come on and share her experience with the spiritual gift of knowledge. And it was an amazing conversation. So I definitely encourage y'all to tune in to those episodes if you missed it. But today I am getting into another lesser known spiritual gift. I do believe this is going to be the last episode about spiritual gifts unless the Holy Spirit leads me a different way. But I will be getting into the spiritual gift of mercy this episode. And just like last week, the spiritual gift of Mercy is not one of my spiritual gifts, so I do have another special guest who's going to come on and talk about her experience with the spiritual gift of mercy, and her name is Miss Brianna Petty. Y'all, the conversation was so, so, so good, and I cannot, cannot wait for y'all to hear the amazingness and the God that showed up in our conversation. But y'all know we do have to do our biblical study first before we get into the conversation. So let's go ahead and jump into the word. So the spiritual guilt of mercy is best defined as divine strength or ability to feel empathy and care for those who are hurting in any way. Now that can be physically, mentally, or spiritually. All three of those. And financially too, The people with the spiritual gift of mercy, they just want to help others any way that they can. Now, the mention of the spiritual gift of mercy can be found in Romans 12, 6 through 8, where it talks about all of the different spiritual gifts that we can be gifted. But the spiritual gift of mercy is specifically found in verse 8, where it says, If exhorting and exhortation, giving with generosity, leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. So some common areas that people with the spiritual gift of mercy typically work in are community service operations. They may head the hospital visitation ministry. They may organize soup kitchens in their church or in their community. And then the last one that I want to talk about today is they may be a counselor or a therapist. Me personally, I am not in the field of counseling or therapy, and I also don't have the spiritual gift of mercy, but I do go to therapy myself, and I have friends that have therapists 
as well. And what I can say is none of them have ever told me that they regret starting therapy. Like I've never heard that out of any of my friends' mouth once they do start going to therapy. Now, they may have all this talk before they actually go to therapy, but once they experience it, I've never heard anyone just be like, I shouldn't have went to therapy and helped me out at all. (laughs) That is something that I never have heard before. I truly believe counselors or therapists are gifts that God provided to us as a people because he knew that we would need a sounding board, especially in this day and age. Now, I'm not sure if my therapist has the spiritual gift of mercy, but it definitely exudes off of her whenever I'm talking to her. I remember in one session, she explained to me that before receiving her credentials to be a licensed therapist, that from a little girl in Sunday school, people would come to her and tell her their issues. And this continued all the way up to high school until it was time to go to college for her to make a decision of what she was going to do with the rest of her life. And she decided to take something that she was already so good at helping people and go into the counseling services. And I must say, I do not think that was a bad decision for her because she is an amazing therapist. And I think the best way to describe how it is with her is to think about the experience of walking into a room that has fresh baked cookies. And my preference is chocolate chip cookies. So when I walk into the room and I see these freshly baked chocolate chip cookies and then a tall glass of ice cold water. So that comfort that I feel from chocolate chip cookies and ice cold water, that's how she makes me feel as we are sitting down and talking through our session. I've seen things just flow out of my mouth before my brain has a chance to tell myself, "Uh uh-uh, girl, don't say that, don't say that. But the way she makes me comfortable, it's easy to talk to her. And that's why most people with the spiritual gift of mercy are in that particular field because people feel comfort in them and then they want to help people. It's not just because, well, people come to me, let me help. It's like they genuinely want to help people live a better life. When people enter into the room with someone that has the gift of mercy, they automatically feel comfort because they have that spirit of comfort on them because God is working inside of them to show people that they can talk to them, that they can find rest in them. And that's the specialty that we find in the people with the gift of mercy. And then another specialty besides comfort that people with the spiritual gift of mercy have is empathy. Now, empathy was included in the definition of the spiritual gift of mercy. And I think it's so essential to really look at that portion of the definition because empathy isn't something that everyone can do. Empathy is literally a special gift that God gives to people. Now, don't get me wrong. People can genuinely have sympathy for people. I'm sure a lot of us always has sympathy for people and what's going on. But there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. And I want to read the definitions of both so y'all can really see the difference between the two. So with sympathy, you feel sorrow for someone's misfortunes. Whereas with empathy, you understand and share the feelings of another. So that's the difference. With sympathy, you just feel for that person. But with empathy, you literally feel what that person is feeling. Now, the biblical background that I'm going to share in this episode is going to show you perfectly what people with the gift of mercy will do in a situation where someone is going through it. So let's go ahead and turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. So if you did turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, you will see that this section is called the parable of the Good Samaritan. So this is a parable that Jesus is sharing during a conversation with an expert in the law, the law of Moses. So in verse 25, the expert asked Jesus, what must he do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asked him, what is written in the law. And the man states the famous commandment. I'm sure that y'all know it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. 
and your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus tells him he's correct. That is what the law says. And if he does that, exactly what the law says, then he will live. But then the law expert is like, who is my neighbor? So that's when Jesus responds with the parable that we're about to study. So I am going to read the parable in full. So I am going to start at verse 30. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the road when he saw him. He passed by on the other side. Now, this is a whole priest, y'all. Okay, let's pay attention to that. That was a priest. The priest saw the man beat up, half dead, and he decided to cross the road and keep on walking. So in verse 32, in the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. Now, this man was a Levite. I don't know if y'all know, but the Levites were the tribe of the Israelite people that God chose for the priest to come from. And if you weren't a priest, you were in charge of keeping up the tabernacle and all of the holy objects within it. So they were the people working the most closely to God. So you think if you're working so close to God that you would have God-like characteristics, right? But no, this Levite saw the man beat up, half dead, and decided to go on the other side of the road and continue walking as well. Now in verse 33, we see a Samaritan on his journey came up to him. And when he saw the man, he had compassion. Compassion. Now, if you tune into last week's episode, episode 18, we talked about a Samaritan woman meeting Jesus at the well. And in that episode, I explained how the Jews at that time were very racist against the Samaritan people. But here in this parable, the Samaritan man is the one who's going to actually do right by this man who is injured and really needs help. So in 34, it tells us that the Samaritan man went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. And then in verse 36, Jesus asked the expert of law, Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the man replied, the one who showed mercy to him. Then Jesus told him, go and do the same. Now, I chose this parable because I felt like it was the perfect example of what someone with the spiritual gift of mercy would do to someone who needs help in a situation. The priest and Levite, they honestly may have had sympathy for the man, but they didn't do anything to help the man out. They may have been walking and saw him and was like, gosh, I feel so bad for this man. I wish I could help him. But they just kept on walking. Whereas the Samaritan man, when he crossed paths with this man who was injured and half dead, he had compassion. And this is what people with mercy do and not only did he have compassion for the man he went a step above and beyond and he went to the man and actually helped him he bandaged his wounds he put him on his own animals and he took care of him for that night and then the next day when the man was okay he could have just left him and said I wish you well but instead he continued to go over and above And he took the man to an innkeeper and told them to take care of the man. And if they needed to spend any extra in taking care of him, he'll cover the cost. This is what people with the spiritual gift of mercy will do. They will go over and above to help someone that they see are in genuine pain. And not because they want to look good, because no one was on the road when he crossed paths with this injured man. Nobody was there to snap a picture and put it on social media and say, hey, look what this man is doing. He did it out of the kindness of his heart because he genuinely cared about helping this man get better. 
And I believe the gift of mercy to be so essential to the body of Christ and also the people outside of the body is they are the ones who will go above and beyond helping the ones who need the help. You know, the ones that other people don't even want to get their hands dirty with. They'll go out there to the homeless people and provide them food. Some may even say, hey, come sleep in my house. Some will go out of the way to build shelters to help these people out. Some people will even adopt kids in foster care because they genuinely want to help. They want to show mercy to these people. Like I know that we have the people in the church who can pray for those people, or we have the people who will send money to those people, but the mercy people, they will go above and beyond because sometimes that's just what people need. They need that one-on-one, hands-on help, and we need people in the church, in the kingdom, to assist those people, and that's why the spiritual gift of mercy is so essential. Now that I share the biblical background on the spiritual gift of mercy, I want to go ahead and jump into my conversation with Miss Brianna Petty. I want to thank her so much for coming on. This kind of happened like last week's episode with Rondell. I did not know her spiritual gift. I just always felt like it exuded off of her, just like my therapist. When I found her on social media, she always gives inspiring messages, inspiring lives, inspiring reels, just encouraging people that they can do it, that they can make it through. And I also knew that she was in school to be a counselor. So I reached out and I just asked her if her spiritual gift was mercy and she confirmed it and she agreed to come on and y'all I must say that it was so many lows when it came to getting this conversation done we were supposed to record earlier in the week but y'all know my house is getting worked on in the men's state late one day and it was so loud and so we rescheduled to Saturday morning but then they were working on steps at her house and so it was loud at her house but I told her whenever the enemy sees something good about to happen where someone is going to have a breakthrough or someone is going to have a good word. He tries everything to stop it. And I must say, I am so glad that we overcame and God helped us because it was such a great word. And I pray that it helps someone out there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the episode. So, guys, we have on Miss Brianna Petty. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Good to see you again. Good to see you. I told her before we started recording, I was like, I love the hair. She always comes with the hair. Thank you. I'm going to need the link because um, <laughs> recording every single week is a struggle. But you handling it well, okay? You <laughs> thank you. Well, you would have never known. Oh my gosh, y'all, we had so many difficulties filming, but that just means it's going to be a good word. That's one thing I've learned. Whenever it's going to be a good word, the enemy, he tries everything to stop it. But here we are, winning. (laughs) So just like last week, y'all, I reached out to Brianna, just like I did with Dale. And I just had a feeling that was her spiritual gift. And she confirmed it, that her spiritual gift is the gift of mercy. So today she's going to be sharing with us some perspective of her gift and share some insights. So with the first question in the first episode, where I discussed the spiritual gift of exhortation, I explained how God equipped me for exhortation before I actually started using it for his kingdom. So can you share how God equipped you for your spiritual gift of mercy to use it for his kingdom? Of course. I first want to start off with coming into the knowledge of that gift. I would say that I knew God gave me the gift of mercy when I was studying. This was like back in 2020. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 2020 and even last year. He was allowing me to read what happened to the people in the biblical days in the Old Testament. And what I noticed in the Old Testament was that when God instructed the Israelites to do something and they disobeyed, he didn't show mercy. He didn't. It was it was judgment right then and there. After judgment, he did show compassion and mercy. So he equipped me through studying and also my own personal experiences, being in situations where where people may have, you know, mistreated me 
and did me, you know, unjust and being in a situation where I could treat them how they treated me. But then he reminds me that, you know, we all need grace and we need mercy. So take the take the higher route. And so mm-hmm. I would say that's how he's equipped me to be able to understand the gift of mercy. That's definitely true about God in the Old Testament with the Israelites because they stayed trying him over and over again. And it was kind of like people would be like, it was a man God. But when you think about it, he was so compassionate. Like he saved them from all of this stuff. And it was only when he kind of got to his wits end that he was judging them. And even then he was still like save a couple people or save one person. So he still showed compassion. And I always like to think of the story with David and Saul. Yeah. (laughs) David definitely showed compassion to Saul, especially when he had the opportunity to kill him and he didn't. Exactly. (laughs) So when I look at the definition of what mercy is, that's the first thing I think of. And the fact that you saw that, I feel like that was definitely God preparing you. Cause I never really realized that while I was reading the book of the old Testament. So with your spiritual gift, have you ever felt like the spiritual gift of mercy wasn't enough? And if so, how did you overcome it? I would have to say, if I can be honest, I didn't even know that I had that gift until a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's not that it's not enough because we have to remember the gifts and the calling are irrevocable. So God has already given you the gift. He just allows you to go through things to identify it and to master the gift. And it's important for us to understand as believers in not just believers, but children of God. That's who he is. Okay. It's important for us to understand that our gifts do not um, make us. They may make room for us, but we were not created from our gifts. We were created by the creator, Yahweh, Elohim. Like he's the ultimate, the creator of the universe. His breath, it lives within us. So I think, you know, and understand it. And as far as the New Testament, we are made complete in Christ. So Mm -hmm. when you're complete in Christ, you like nothing. That's so good. And I love that perspective because I did go through the point of just feeling like, you know, my gift wasn't enough, especially because I didn't have like one I always think of. It's like worship team leader. Like I want to be on the stage. I want to be singing. But when you look at it from your perspective, like you just mentioned, like we are already complete. Our gifts don't make us. They just help us in the body of Christ. And so if God did bless me with the ability to sing, I'd probably be up there for my own glory and not his glory. (laughs) So he knows us. Like you said, he built us. He created us. So he knows who to give certain things to and who not to give certain things to. So I think it's really important to remember we are made complete in Christ. That is so good. So how do you currently use mercy now? in the body of Christ and in your life? I use mercy by sharing the gospel of Jesus, by encouraging people to not condemn themselves because we live in a in an era right now where I believe many people have kind of placed themselves in this this bondage of tradition and trying to live up to a certain expectation. And if they make one mistake, then they discount themselves. They disqualify themselves. And God, I think he uses not just me, because there's other people out here with this gift as well. He He had, He's allowed us to study the word, like study it, eat it day and night, bread and butter, <laughs> to, you know, have compassion on the people. I, like I was saying earlier in the Old Testament, how they would stumble and God wouldn't have mercy on them. And seeing how now we're in this dispensation of grace and how he sent his son to die for our sins. So now we are alive in Christ and in that authority, in that grace, free from the judgment of God, but still having to understand that we live now for Christ, not for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I share I share mercy through exhorting and encouraging people to remember that you can come boldly before the throne of grace. There's no condemnation to those whom he called, he justified. So when you fall short, when you have a day where you might stumble, like the word says, a just man falls down seven times, but he gets right back up. And I think that's important to understand in this generation, especially during 
um, the month of May where it's Mental Health Awareness Month because yeah. a lot of us are in a we're in this funk of dysfunction because we are constantly in a battle with our imperfections. We're dealing with fighting generational curses. Well, guess what? Galatians 3 and 13 says that Christ became a curse on the cross. There's no generational curse. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when we understand it, when we renew our mind, that's what I'm looking for. When we renew our mind, I believe people are able to walk in that mercy and be able to receive it. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, y'all, what y'all just saw right there, that is exactly why I felt like you had the spiritual gift of mercy prior to me reaching out because like, on social media and then whenever I've interviewed you before you just throw out those scriptures like nothing and it's so encouraging and I could always see in you just trying to make people feel better which is why I was like she definitely has mercy but let me double check before I reach out okay Um, Because I've, I've just always seen that in you. Like you'll get on live just randomly and you'll sit on there and you'll encourage ladies. And that is definitely what we need, especially in this season that we're in, in this world. And I love that you mentioned that May is a um, mental health awareness because on social media these days, I have seen so many stories of suicides and even like little children, like eight, nine years old. And it breaks my heart. And I'm just like, you know, how can we get past this? You know, like, how can we save people? And I think what you're doing is how we can save the people to just let them know. Don't just look at your imperfections. Look at yourself through Christ. I love that. You're in school for counseling, like Christian counseling, right? Yes, ma'am. And I just love that. And that's what we need. I go to therapy, you know, and my therapist is a Christian. And I thought that was very essential when I was looking for a therapist so she could understand my point of view from a Christian mindset and give me advice from a Christian mindset. So I think it's so important that we're having Christians out there in the field of therapy because, you know, God made it for a reason. He knew that his people were going to go through a time like this and we really need people like you out there. So I definitely appreciate you for that. And I love that bondage of tradition that you mentioned because I feel like that gets a lot of us are like not living up to other people's expectations of us when we just kind of need to figure out what we expect from ourselves and live up to our expectations. And to piggyback off what you said about uh, mental mental health awareness but and you reading about the stories of the young children. I read where um I, I don't know if you're familiar with her. I like country music, y'all, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why we be listening to country. Um but uh, Natalie Judd, I mean not is it was her name Natalie or Nate? Yeah, it was Natalie Judd. Mm-hmm. She passed from a mental health issue um, by suicide and she's of age. And so I can see the principality just going through because here's the thing. When you are a believer of Christ, you cannot be repossessed with the demon. You are sealed. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 and 15, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That promise comes with salvation. That promise comes with liberty in Christ. And so what we have to do now is master renewing our mind. As a Christian, that doesn't mean that you will not um, have hardships. Um, Jesus told us, you are going to go through things in this life, but take heart because I've already overcome the things in this life. Okay. So what we got to do is we, we got to cleanse our mind through the, the washing and renew our mind. Yeah. Focus on the things of the righteousness of God. You know, no, this situation is not good, but it's, it has to work together for my good because that's what God said. And God yeah. is not a liar. He Listen, he might in the Old Testament, he may have had a, a track record of not being merciful when they was disobedient, but he always kept his promise. Yeah. Always. He's never lied. So that's so important to understand, you know, and and I think this will be the year where a lot of people do convert um, and and start becoming followers of Christ as as Christians because of the fact that other religions are are making you or setting up your happiness based on what you can do. Yeah. this is based on our faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So despite what circumstances we're in, whatever the word of God says, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, so many people out there, they're trying to do everything but live in the comfort of Christ. Yeah. And if you just convert over, come on over here, you'll see like this whole new side of life and see things from a complete different perspective. 
So I'm praying and believing that that is true for this time and season because I don't want to like continue to lose people when, you know, we could have gotten them, you know, and if we could just save one person from being in that pain, just by them coming into Christ, it would be so amazing. When you finish your degree, like what are your plans? Are you going to like open your own counseling service or kind of go into an existing church and kind of be a king on staff counselor? You know what? I have never thought about that second option you just gave, but that mm-hmm. would, I think that would be a blessing. But I, I do, if it's God's will, I do plan or look forward to having a Christian service, counseling service for people who deal with issues. And I won't just say that it will be just exclusive to Christians because I want to go out into the world. Um, I've been able to have conversations with people who are not believers or, or I won't say believers. I would say followers because they heard the gospel, but then along the way, things happened to them in life and it caused them to want to separate. I believe the Holy Spirit, the seed was sown, and so the Holy Spirit was able to draw them back to start following the things of Christ. And right now, I actually do offer on my website, I offer you the opportunity to actually come and talk to me about it. I'm not licensed yet, but (laughs) the word of God is our counselors, okay? Yes. (laughs) So I think God has allowed me you know, within the last two years to not just study, but like go through some things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about some stuff. You probably like Brianna. I do. I would have never known, but I've, I've through some things. <laughs> like you want to talk about heartbreak. I could talk to you about that. If you have an eating disorder, I can talk to you about that. If you struggle with uh, self-esteem issues, I can talk to you about that, but not just from my personal experience, but through the word of God, because there are some, you know, people that, may think they hear from God, but it's that flesh, that flesh be talking too. Loud too, loud. Loud and wrong, okay? Just leading us down, trying to take us down through there. But God, he's just so awesome. He's a perfect father. He saves us from that destruction. So, yeah, I'm just I didn't know that you already offer services. That's absolutely amazing. That's another good thing. That's another thing that Holy Spirit worked on out. So people who listening to this, they know that they can come to you right now. And like you said, I don't feel like you have to have a degree, a certification to be qualified because you can help because you just have it. God gave it to you already. Speak life to me, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the world requires you to be qualified, but you're already qualified. He gave it to you. You were predestined for this. And I just love that. You already like, huh, whatever. Let me go ahead and get these people what they need. God already equipped you for everything that you needed. It's just in you. It's in you, girl. It's in you too, honey, because as you're you speaking like it to me. And then too, you said that you wanted to help people outside of the church. And that is exactly what Jesus did when he was here on this earth. He didn't just go to the people in the church. He went out. And that was one thing I've been studying for the disciples, just doing my little deep dives that I do every now and again. And that's one thing I noticed. He didn't just get his disciples of people who were already, you know, law abiding Jews. He went out and got the people. You'd be like, um... I don't think you want him to be a uh, <laughs> disciple. Yes. And Jesus uh, like, no, this is perfect. He's perfect. So, yeah, I love that you said that. And so I just pray that um, in this time, God will, through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, so that he can be glorified, that God will equip those of us who call ourselves Christians and followers of Christ to not be one of those Christians who are selfish, we live in a such a selfish world, okay? They'll talk about self-love. You got to put yourself first. And they'll even take the word of God out of context and say, oh, well, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I can't love my neighbor if I don't love myself. But we have to think about it from a Christ-like perspective. Like, yes, Christ knew when to draw back, but he never sent people away. Hmm. Even think about the blind men, uh, blind men who were like, uh, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus could have said, no, your sin brought you that, to that place. Go go pray to God. Go make your sacrifice. But right then and there, what did, what did Jesus say? He said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, restore to us our vision. And he did it. Be okay with sharing the burden of someone else, helping somebody. Because you mm-hmm. never know whose life you're saving. There is a, a woman who messaged me saying that one of my reels helped her 
during the time when she wanted to end her life. Wow. So you never know. Don't just tell people to go to God or follow the world that tells you to love yourself, put yourself first, because Christ didn't even put himself first. Mm-hmm. It brought God joy to save us. And so because Jesus loved God, he gave his life to save ours. At first, yeah. I was one of those people where if you come to me unpacking your issues, I'm going to run away. I'm going to tell you to get, hit the road, Jay, because I can't do that. But God had to correct me and say, no, you are my vessel, okay? My spirit lives inside of you. You're going to do what I told you to do. If that Ooh. woman is coming to you, if anybody is coming to you, saying anything to you and you know it's bigger than you, you bring it to me. Okay? Mm. Pray for that person. And I start seeing a change. A woman came to me at work talking about her, her issues with her car and her child. I'm like, I didn't ask her this. I, 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 do I look like a mechanic? I can't fix no car. I've been tracking for a week some days. Like, what can I do? But while, while she was talking to me, she couldn't see but I was writing down what she was saying. Mm-hmm. She issues with her catalytic converter, wrote it down. Issues with her child, wrote it down. Same night, I prayed for her like I prayed for my like I would pray for myself. Yeah. A week later, I got a new car. Ooh. My my son, he's he ain't he ain't where I want him to be, but he's changed. Mm. God, thank you. Right. Ooh, I love that. And is she a believer? You know what? I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna say that she's um, not a believer, but I think because you know we in this new age time where people they're spiritual, they're real spiritual, but everybody ain't spirit filled. But I think that she, I think that she does believe in Jesus. I believe she does. Mm, I'm glad you asked that. Oh. I asked that because either way, if she's not a believer knowing that you prayed for her and she saw those changes that go ahead and pull over to our team. And then if she is a believer, it can strengthen her faith because she may have lost it a little bit from going through all those trials to show that, Hey, prayer really does work. So either way you helped out. We are children of God. So that's our brothers and sisters. So we are supposed to help our brothers and sisters, right? That'll help your faith. That, that'll help you understand the gift he's giving you. Mm-hmm. That'll help. That'll, come on, Holy Spirit. That'll help you. Because we we sometimes we see other people operating in their gift and we feel inadequate. We feel like God doesn't see us. Whole time, God is actually sending people eye level to you who, yeah. who look at you higher than you look at yourself. They look mm-hmm. at you high. They would rather go to you before they go to God. Come on. So God says, okay, they 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 don't understand who I am to them. So I'm going to send them to you because I know you come to me and then I'm going to help their faith through you. Yeah. And he's going to use you as his vessel. That's right. Because that's, that's what we are. We, we, we are literally vessels and we could be mm-hmm. used as vessels of honor or dishonor. Mm-hmm. I want to be used as a vessel of honor. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's so good because I, you know, you read about it in the Bible, you see how he used other people as vessels, but I never really thought about it. Like we are present day vessels. He still uses us to get to other people. So I love that point of, of we are a vessel. I never thought about it like that. All right. So last question. So I know that we talked about the spiritual gift of mercy, but just to wrap it all up with a bow. In your opinion, what makes the spiritual gift of mercy so essential to the body of Christ or even the world, you know, outside of the body? The gift of mercy is so essential in this day and age because there is going to be a day where there is no mercy. There is going to be a day where God's wrath is going to be revealed against sin, against this world. And on that day, what I love about the um, apostles is that they constantly reminded us who are in the faith, who are in Christ, to continuously renew our minds, to um, abstain from evil and things like that, because we don't know the day nor the hour that he's going to come. And on that day, we don't want to be filled with shame. We want to be filled with with joy and, and excitement that he's actually coming to save us from the bondage of this, 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 these issues of life. And the other, um, the other thing is 
with mercy, you got to understand like mercy is to be free from judgment. And there's a lot of judgment going on right now in this world. A lot. Yes, it really um, is. People are being judged for how they look, um, how, how they talk, what gifts they possess, um, all these things. And they're not just being judged by the world. We're just going to take it on the personal level. They're being judged by family members. Like you were saying earlier, you know, not living up to the expectations of maybe certain um, peers or family members. And so you're weighed down. There's a lot of weight on everyone's shoulder. And you mm -hmm. feel like if you don't live up to the expectation, you're not good enough. God doesn't love you. God can't use you. You won't be seen. And so when you have someone who is being used as a vessel of honor to, to show that mercy, it helps them unpack that load. It helps them to, to, to renew their mind. And that's the thing. It, it all boils down to us renewing our minds. A renewed mind is dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Yes. A renewed mind is strong. A renewed mind does not fear what men will, will say about them or to them. A renewed mind has no shame if they mess up one day because they know their righteousness is of Christ. It's not of mm -hmm. their own. We're not saved by our own merit. Our, our rule of life is faith in Christ. That's our rule of life. So when you have someone out there who's shown who's throwing mercy, who they just throwing the kingdom of God. They're telling you, come, come un unpack those burdens. Stop um, subscribing to the tradition of man. Come on over to the side of Christ. He said his yoke is easy. Do we understand what that means? Do we understand the, 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 the freedom and becoming a child of God and being a follower of Christ? If we understood that, then I think a lot of people would not be so angry and bitter in this day and age. We wouldn't be so selfish. We would want to love. We would want to take on the burdens of other people. We would want to give cheerfully. We would want to pray for people instead of running from people when they come to us. Yeah. So, I hope that answers. I, I know I just kind of went in, but it was good. <laughs> You definitely got me writing down notes over here, especially with that renewed mind being dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. That's so good because I, I feel like I'm being called to a fast and I actually plan on fasting next week. And I feel like that was confirmation for me. Like, yep, you're doing the right thing because when you take time and really renew your mind in the word, renew your spirit, just a hard reset, it scares the enemy. He's like, oh, oh, they about to get up on this thing. And if we all just take time to renew ourselves, it would be absolutely amazing. It made me think, you know, you we were talking about self-care. That's the real self-care, renewing your mind, getting yourself back aligned with Christ and what his word says and what the truth says. And then you can pour into other people, like you said, not the don't listen to other people's problems, take the bubble bath like you need to. <laughs> no, yeah. it's deeper than that. Come on. <laughs> And enough cucumbers in the world that can save you from the disaster that waits at your door if you don't renew your mind. See, that's the thing. When when we have a renewed mind, it doesn't mean that issues of life will not come to us. It just means the issues of life will not have us. Yes. I'm sitting here looking at you today. You don't know that I just scraped part of my skin off on my toe. Okay? <laughs> I mean, dusty wide open. You don't know, like I've been being tempted and, and just Ooh. just going through it. You wouldn't never know because I I choose, and that's the thing. We have a choice. Yeah, I choose to stay fixated on Christ, even if I don't make the mark today. I understand that my salvation is not on my own ability. If God knew that I could do it, He wouldn't have sent Jesus to do it. He would have sent me. He would have sent you if he knew you could do it. But mm -hmm. because we were weak and dead and our and our sins, he sent someone full of grace and truth, full full of compassion. He had mercy, and I think it's it's important to understand why mercy is is needed here. Because when you show mercy, you will have mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Okay, yeah. so. We all we all are in this thing saved by grace, not because we're perfect, not because of our degrees, not because of our gift and our calling, but by Christ. And that's so that nobody can brag and make themselves seem like they higher than the next person. Mm -hmm. We all are saved by grace through faith in Jesus. Yes. Christ. Love that.
perfect wrapped up in the bow. I love that so much. <laughs> well, I definitely see why the enemy was trying to make it so hard for us to record because you definitely gave some great nuggets today. Great encouragement. And I pray that somebody out there who's watching this right now, they need your counseling service and they reach out to you. You know, that's probably why the enemy was like, no, I can't, I can't get her to say that person. Let me throw some wrenches out there, but do cry. And people, I don't, I don't know if people recognize this or not, but we are, as children of God, we are not only inheriting God's blessings, but also his enemies. They And they exist. They exist. That's good. That is so true. His enemies exist. They try to throw monkey wrenches. They try to, and that's the thing. So since he can't possess you now, because you're, you're, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, Okay. Keyword promise. Mm -hmm. God does not lie. He does not go back on what he said. He said what he said. Okay. (laughs) So since he can't possess you, what, what what will he do? He'll try to influence you. And that's the distinction we have to make. And and I wish if we had a little longer, like we could have conversations about, and I, and I know this might step on some toes, like these deliverance ministries, you know, there's so many people who are, they are subscribing to being repossessed with with demons. Once you once you are saved, you're gonna always be saved. Once you sealed with the Holy Spirit, you're gonna always be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to encounter hardships. Jesus Himself, the Son of God, was called a devil. Okay, by mm-hmm. the people who studied the law. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's so. Okay. So you're you're gonna the warfare is gonna be it's gonna be hard. And that's why he said, but take heart, because I've already overcome the things in this world. Yes. I have been name called by people in my family. People didn't oh. see it so many. Yes, yes. They and you know what? It's like water down my back. Okay. Love it. It's, it's just the things that I've gone through, even as a child, just going through instances of humiliation, rejection, um, you know, being ostracized and picked on and bullied now as, as an adult. And now that I'm in Christ, it makes that stuff that happened in the world like, OK, whatever. Yeah, I believe what my word says. So whatever the word says, it triumphs. It's louder than those lies. Okay? Uh, oh, got to quote that one. That was good. <laughs> we got to start believing the Lord over the lies. Yes. The Lord is he's he's the he's the truth. He's the ultimate. He has the last say. The doctor can say whatever. The teacher can say whatever. Mm-hmm. The pastor, he can he can sometimes say whatever. But God, what he says, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And even if stuff doesn't go the way you expect it, guess what? This ain't the end. It's not. Our ultimate promise is eternal salvation in a new heaven and a new earth. One day we won't have to deal with the stuff here. That's what I look forward to. Yeah. Like bills, inflation on food. You know I'm hungry. Like, the, why y'all up the price on chicken? Y'all done up the price on gas. Y'all water. Out here. You know how much water costs? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on. And I'm just like, okay, God, I'm going to calm down because... It's not gonna always be like this. It can't. Right. It's the time in the season, and this right now is just the time of long suffering. Times and seasons may change. Inflations might arise. Gas prices might change. Wars going on. Issues in America. But Jesus is still the same. Yep. He'll never change, and he'll never turn his back on you. That's right. Going back to what you said earlier, you have to choose to do the work you have to meet him halfway and accept the life that he wants you to have just like with the enemy when he throws things at you he can't make you do anything you have to choose to go the route of the enemy or choose christ and so we just know that every day we have to choose so are you going to make the good choice are you going to make the bad choice and the thing i love about guys too even if you make the bad choice, he still will be there for you whenever you decide to turn around and come back his way. He's always, 
he left the 99 for the one. Mm -hmm. Whew. I want to thank you so much for this conversation. It has really blessed me. If it didn't bless anybody else, bless me. <laughs> it's a blessing to be here. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate you. You definitely will be back on. We could definitely get more in detail about whatever it is you want to talk about, because I just love sitting here talking to you, listening to your wisdom pouring to me, even if you don't know where it is. So definitely you're, you're welcome back on at any time. And y'all definitely be sure to check out her website. I'll include it in the description box below. She has merchandise too, y'all. She has flourishing faith. What's it? Flourishing faith fashions, right? Flourishing faith X fashion. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We got, we got journals. Mm -hmm. We got phone cases. I'm working on some other stuff right now, but just bear with me because I am in school and I do work full time, but some things is about to change. So y'all just bear with me, but we definitely got, we got orange shirts right now. We got green, white, black, red, and white. red, red. Yep. Well, I am excited for the things that God is doing in your life. I will definitely keep you in my prayers. And like I said, you're welcome back at any time. Thank you for coming on, especially at the last minute and with all our technical difficulties. But it was worth it. And I really do appreciate it. You are welcome. And thank you for having <laughs> me, girl. I look forward to seeing you in the next um, live. So again, I want to thank you so much, Brianna, for coming on. It was an amazing conversation. But before I even get into the announcement portion of the episode, I do have two questions. And I know that y'all know those questions. So I want to know, what was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also, if you learned something new. Let me know down below if you're watching on YouTube in the comment section. And if you're watching on Spotify, let me know in the Q&A portion of the episode. I cannot wait to read y'all's comments and have dialogue with everyone. My prayer is for this podcast to feel like a virtual small group. So communicating with y'all, hearing y'all thoughts, it really excites me. And I like hearing what y'all think. I just don't want y'all to hear what I think. I want to hear what y'all think too. And then I never want to end an episode without giving someone out there the opportunity to become reborn. Now I say reborn because in John 3 and 3, it says... Truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your savior. So if you cannot remember a time where you did this or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, just as simple, you're now a part of the union of Christ. And we're so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, the first essential step that you want to take is to connect with a Bible teaching church. I do leave my church's live stream link in the description box below. If you want to join us virtually, we do go live at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. And then the second essential step, in my opinion, is to purchase our Reborn Workbook. That Reborn Workbook is going to help you through your Reborn Walk. It's going to give you some tools, some scriptures, some good devotionals in order to assist you in this new walk that you are going through. The link is down below. So that's all that I have for y'all today. I want to thank you so much for taking time and listening to this episode. If you're watching on YouTube in the chat, I appreciate you. I see you. We see each other. Thank you so much for spending time and communicating with me during the episode. If you are an audio listener, I appreciate you so much. Please don't forget to leave a review. It really does help the podcast go a long, long way. 
And also for all of my audio listeners, I do want to ask y'all a favor. I am on the road to 1,000 subscribers over on YouTube. So if you could go over there and subscribe to the channel and you can continue listening on the audio platforms. And regardless of where you are listening to this episode on, be sure to share this with five of your friends. We definitely want to get the word out on the spiritual gift of mercy and why it's so important to the body of Christ. And then if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, make sure you are subscribed and then hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time we upload. And then if you do have any prayer requests, be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com and we will always be in agreement with you and do not forget if you want to submit any high and lows you can do so by submitting to us on our instagram facebook or directly to our email address and also i want to let y'all know that next week there will not be an episode of the podcast i am going on a fast that god is calling me to and i just pray during this fast that i get clarity so just keep me in your prayers next week. Don't worry, the podcast is not going away. We're just going to take a one-week hiatus. We'll be back May 30th. So just one week, just one week, unless the Lord instructs me otherwise. But I'll definitely keep y'all updated. For any updates, remember to follow us on our social media accounts. I'll be sure to put them on the screen and also include them in the show notes as well. So I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I want to thank you again, Brianna, for coming on and speaking with me. And I want to thank y'all again for listening. I pray that this video found you blessed. And I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye.